Welcome back to J. Tom Lawler Ring. First intermission of the 21-22 season. Mike Macknick and John Leahy with you. Our score at the end of one is Merrimack 1, Sacred Heart nothing. Welcome to the Under Armour First Intermission Report. And joining us here in the first intermission, Mike McMahon from the MacReport.com, the Eagle Tribune, NeutralZone.net, College Hockey News. Uh, what else am I missing, uh, Mike? That, that might be it, but I think once you get through the list, it's time for the second period to start. <laughs> there you go. All right, well, first of all, first period here, certainly key on both clubs, I think, after having had a slow start in their first game, Sacred Heart uh, against UConn last week, Merrimack against Providence on Thursday. Both clubs wanted to come out, I think, with a, with a quicker, a faster, stronger uh, opening 10 minutes, especially in the game tonight. Uh, Merrimack probably had the better of the play in that regard, but Sacred Heart was able to weather the storm as it turned out. Uh, had a couple of good shifts then before Merrimack, Merrimack as it turned out, got a three-on-two with uh, Kimmins converting, and that's the difference in the game right now. I thought Merrimack had a great first five or six minutes, which is really what you were looking for. I mean, uh, Providence had the first, well, probably had a good solid two, three minutes at the beginning of the game on Thursday and got a goal out of it. Uh, and then I thought Merrimack did a nice job of settling down the next six to seven minutes of that opening ten minutes in that, that first game. Uh, but tonight, you know, they controlled the first five or six minutes. Like I said, Sacred Heart was able to right the ship a little bit, and it was a little more of an even flow there for a while, and then Merrimack gets the goal. But ultimately, uh, I think coming off Thursday, you want to win the first period, they're able to do that. A quick uh, thought here before we talk about more of the Merrimack season preview here, but, you know, tough situation as it turned out for Merrimack this week with head coach Scott Bork not able to be on the bench here, not able to be, even be here, you know, really having to coach remotely as it were, you know, uh, having been, you know, uh, COVID exposure and then testing positive himself. Uh, fortunately, sounds like, you know, he and everyone involved are doing well, which is great to hear. And, uh, in fact, if he's listening, say hello uh, to Scott Bork. But uh, you have a guy here in your organization, in Bob Emery, who coached so many years, 30 years at Plattsburgh State, won two NCAA Division Three National Championships. He's your directory, director of hockey operations, and he's able to step in there. I mean, if something like that had to happen, that's a fortuitous situation, I would say. I mean, I'd have to look around. I'm not sure there's any other program in the country that has someone like that. that as, can, as, as qualified. Exactly, that can step in. I mean, there's qualified assistants around the country, don't get me wrong, but uh, that has that type of experience, won two national championships at Plattsburgh, has coached, been a head coach 30-something years. There's not a lot of, of programs. May, there might not be another one that has someone with that type of experience who can step in in a situation like that. Can I say, by the way, that all the years that I, I, while Bob was at Plattsburgh, they, those were always the rumors, you know, he could you know, go to Division One, right? If there was an opportunity there, I'm not really sure. Maybe we'll get a chance to chat with him one day, but no, as it turns out, now here he is coaching a Division One team for a week at least. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's talk about uh, this Merrimack uh, club going into the season here. It seems like oh, over the last few years, Scott Bork's been trying to build uh, the program, getting the guys in that he would have liked to get in, you know, in terms of depth, in terms of, you know, having some guys who can be among the top players in the league at their positions and so on. And, uh, you know, I mean, we're already seeing it here. I'm looking at the lineup tonight. We knew with a non-league game, you know, there'd be some lineup changes. There were a few, but you still got, you got some guys in the lineup, in, in, the, in the stands here tonight that could be playing, and it's going to be a tough battle. It's going to be like that all season long, I think. But let's first of all, let's talk about, you know, your overall uh, thought 
thoughts and impressions on the, on the team this year, the Merrimack team, and, and uh, projection maybe for uh, you know what, what's the what's the ceiling and you know in terms of you know the the range and where they could fall in hockey's play this year. I think this is the best roster that Scott has had since he's been here. I, I don't think there's any question about that. I mean, you just look at the lineup and the fact that they have a, I think they have a true and legitimate top line with Max Newton, Stephen Jandrick, and Alex Jeffries. Uh, <laughs> Logan Dravich, Liam Walsh, and Philip Forsmark is a pretty good 1A, too. I mean, those are two really good scoring lines right off the bat. Uh, that's more than they've had here in a while. I wrote on, on the Mac report the other day, I think this is probably, from a, a skating a skater standpoint, the best roster they've had in, in five to six years. Probably going back to two. 2017. There was that year, I think it was the 16-17 season, where uh, they were above 500 going into the playoffs. UNH upset them in the playoffs. They finished one game below 500. I think this is the best roster they've had on paper since that year, for sure. And that year was you know, Brett Sini, uh, Hampus Gustafson, Ludwig Larson. The defense was Cole Quist and Alex Bieger, and Colin Delia was the goalie. Uh, on paper, this is the best roster since at least that year. Uh, and, and to me, the only real uncertainty is is the goaltending position. And that's not a knock on any of those guys. It's just that we don't... We don't know. There's not enough sample size. Zach Borgiel took a hold of that starting job at the end of the year last year, played really, really well in his last five or six games, but you know, he's still kind of a freshman. You know, um, I think Scott had said that last week in, in his, in his uh, midweek media. Even the freshman class last year, they only really had half a season, so they're still kind of freshmen, right? Uh, so there's not, there's just not a, a, a large sample size there to know who's going to be the guy to step up and take that job. As we look at the lineup tonight, for instance, uh, you've even got a couple of uh, uh, you know, very talented freshmen in uh, Mark Hillier and Devlin O'Brien not in the lineup tonight, and is, I'm sure still trying to work their way in there, but uh, you figure these guys, you know, skilled that they bring out of St. Andrews College in Canada, um, you know, there's going to be, like I said, a real battle, I think, for playing time this year. There's going to be, yeah. yeah. And I think those guys are going to have more of an opportunity as the year goes on. They're both, I think, in a little bit more of an adjustment period than maybe some other guys. Uh, they, they played a little bit of junior hockey last year, but they really, they came out of high school in Canada and had, you know, a quarter of a season of junior hockey because of the way things went last year. So, not that they're behind, but they may not have had the advantages of someone, uh, you know, a player like like Adam Arkvidsson, who their season got shut down too, but he was playing at that junior level in Sweden, Ivan Zivlak as well, uh, just for a longer period of time. So, I know that's one thing that, that they've talked about. Those are two really, really skilled guys. I mean, Mark Hillier set a scoring record at St. Andrews. Uh, it's going to take it's going to take some time, I think, for them to get used to the pace a little bit, uh, but once they do, I mean, I think both those guys are top six forwards at some point this year or next. Like, it's sooner rather than later. And then as we look at the defense, you know, this is a defense that's been building, I think, over the last couple of years. An experienced defense. A lot of juniors now in the line of guys who've been here, played college hockey for a couple of years. I realized last year it was more of like a half a year, but still, you know, you've got Ewans and Carlisle, you've got Dennison, you know, you've got guys who have been here before, and uh, you know, and then you add into the mix, you know, Vanell as well, who has turned into a pretty darn good uh, college hockey defenseman. Yeah, he was great last year. Yeah, and then you've got, you know, in the lineup tonight, Brown and Zivlak, and, you know, they've got some other guys that can play here. So the defense seemed to me like coming into the season like you could expect that uh, that they would be one of the strengths of this team. I, I think it's the strength, yeah. And, and I, like I said, I like the forward group a lot. I think they've got two lines that are they're solid, two lines up front, the best two lines they've had in a number of years. But that depth on, the, on defense is something that they haven't had here in a while. Even, you know, even that 16-17 team, it was kind of top-heavy. I mean, you had Kovacevic and Cole Quist and Viega, and it was a little top-heavy there. We, they kind of relied on three or four guys. That defensive unit, they're going to rely a lot on Vanell Ewins and Carlisle, don't get me wrong, uh, 
but that's, they're going to be able to go pretty deep, I think, and especially as those younger guys get some experience, they're going to be able to go really deep. I was impressed with really all three freshman defensemen so far. All right, and let's talk about goaltending before we have to break here. Uh, Olas, the, uh, joining the club, the, uh, the, the New York Rangers draft pick, big, big goaltender here. Uh, Bogiel with the experience, as you mentioned. Uh, those two guys look like they may compete for the majority of the time, but can't count out Troy Coburn, who has, who has uh, done an outstanding job over the last couple of years that he's been here and, uh, and, and earned an awful lot of playing time and done a good job when he's been in there as well. But how do you see things shaking out, especially with uh, Olas you know, and Bogiel starting the first two games of the season? Yeah, I think they're going to try to figure that out as the year goes along. Like I said, I think you know Bogiel's the guy at the beginning of the year for sure. Uh, he's the only guy. Well, he's the guy that came in with the experience at the end of last year, right? He was the, definitely the starter at the end of last year and beat some good teams. Beat BU. Uh, you beat some really good teams down the stretch. Uh, I think Olas is going to take some time, just like the other freshmen, to get used to the smaller rink. I mean, that's something that they talked about with Yuri Hunema the last couple of years. There's a lot of things to get used to there. I do think he's going to get a chance at some point. And then you know that Troy Coburn can perform. I mean, we've seen it before. So they've, they've got three options when they need it. All right, so uh, range of where, where this team could finish this year, Naki. Uh, so uh, they were picked to finish ninth, I think, in the coaches' poll. I had them, if, if I had to make a pick, I, I'd pick them to finish eighth. Uh, I, I think they're better than Vermont and New Hampshire. And uh, Vermont and Maine, I think they were better than New Hampshire last year. They beat them, what, they, they, went, they beat them two or three times last year. So I think they were better than UNH last year, and I think Merrimack got better. So I, I think the, the low, the floor is probably eighth. I think if everything falls right, you know, and, and those lines perform and, and someone steps up and is the number one goalie, I think the ceiling is as high as six. You know, I think somewhere in six to eight is, is a good range. Uh, and that's just because they've got depth and they've got the ability, I think, to put up some points. All right, Mike, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good. Thanks. Mike McMahon, our guest here from the MacReport.com, also the Eagle Tribune, and uh, everywhere, really. <laughs> He's our guest here with the score. Merrimack won, Sacred Heart nothing. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey. Warrior.